0: First of all, the app is kind of a lifesaver. As a a staff person, I find the app so useful. I create my whole entire schedule.
1: I mean, I wish I could attend the sessions because there are so many great things going on. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. In this episode of In the Know, Christina Simons, David Connor, Justin Baker, and India Rogers talk about ACCT's upcoming Congress in New York. Discussion includes valuable information about the association's annual meeting and what to expect. This is the final episode of our season of podcasts. We appreciate all the support and look forward to releasing more episodes soon. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date and follow us on Twitter at CC Trustees. Thanks for listening.
2: I'm here with a few colleagues and we are going to talk about the upcoming ACCT Leadership Congress. Uh, it is our 49th year. Next year will be the big 50 in San Francisco. But this year we're going to be in New York, New York, October 24th through 27th. And uh, we just thought we would do something different this time. We're going to have a little talk about the Congress. Um, we we know that there's a lot going on at this meeting. And some people um, ask for help navigating through the meeting. And also, more than anything, we want to let you know how to get the biggest bang for your buck at the ACCT Congress. So um, I'm here with a couple of colleagues. And Christina is our events director. So she's going to be our... Uh, what do you call it a cruise
1: captain throughout this yeah I think that's a good a good description for me but before we get into the whole schedule of everything the schedule of events I want to give everyone an update on who's gonna be there i um, just so everybody knows we have 1,480 uh, uh, people registered to attend we have over 900 trustees over 300 presidents and chancellors, along with vice presidents, vice chancellors, board staff, and all different types of administrators and special guests. So it should be a really great conference. We also have 200 new trustees attending. So those are trustees that have been on their board for one year or less, which is really exciting because I think this is a really great opportunity for everybody to get to know each other, network, um, gain some contacts from different colleges throughout the country. We also have 360 or so first timers So I think this podcast will be really beneficial to them um, in order to show them, like, day-to-day what's going on at the conference and everything. And for those people who have been to Congress before, um, you should reach out to these first-time attendees. Everybody will be wearing those ribbons that you see at all different uh, professional conferences, so they will uh, stand out. Also, we have about 37 states represented, um, including... Or in addition to um, Micronesia and Northern Mariana Island, um, Islands, they're also going to be in attendance. So that's just kind of a brief breakdown of who's going to be there. It should be um, a pretty epic conference um, with the attendees and their guests. We're looking at about 1,700 people in total. Um, so New York is going to be a big show for everyone.
2: 10 years ago, was in New York, and it was big. It it was a lot um, going on in the same hotel, the Marriott Marquis, right in the middle of Times Square. So um, surprisingly, we didn't lose a lot of people out to the busyness of the city. People stuck around for the sessions, which I think says a lot, and that was a precedent for me anyway, that has carried through every single year with the Congress. People stick around um, because there's so much going on. Um, you see a lot of people at the Congress walking around with these different ribbons hanging off of them that designate, uh, you know, board members, committee members, uh, how many years people have attended. Why do they do that?
1: I mean, I think it's a sense of pride for a lot of the trustees in attend, in attendance and also the presidents. It shows how many years they've been on their board. It show many, it shows how many years they've been in attendance at the ACCT Congress, um, and also we have our our ACCT Board of Directors has their own special ribbon. We have lifetime members that have their own special ribbon. We also have our first-time attendees, which I think that's one of the most important ribbons to notice just because these people, these trustees or presidents or whoever, um, have never been to a Congress before. So I think for those veterans who have been to many conferences, this is a good way of being like, hey – do you need help? Can I show you around? Um, And it's just a nice way to get, it's an icebreaker, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get to know who's who within this large crowd of people, because it can be overwhelming. But just look down, look at the person's badge, it'll tell you what region they're from, what their title is. um, And a bunch of information is just right there that you could um, start a conversation with.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, Again, when I came in here, I sort of assumed people come to these conferences mainly. Um, And this this was part of the inspiration for this discussion in the first place was uh, a a sort of general discussion about how to even navigate such a big conference. Um, You know, we're a national association and there's just so much going on. And, um, you know, I assumed people come primarily for the educational opportunities. But we know people come... Uh, in great part for the networking. And although I work in communications, I'm an introvert. I'm a little bit shy. And uh, I've found that those, especially those first-time attendee uh, ribbons, if you're new to this meeting, whether you're a new trustee or it's the first time you've come, wear it because people will be looking for you. And if you're not... If it isn't your first time there um help to you know talk to people who are wearing those ribbons look for them ask them what are you doing here um what are you hoping to get out of it because there are different types of people who come with different goals and different motivations so that was the next thing i wanted to ask about um it's my
0: first time at congress what do i do what what interject for a minute. I do want to point out that we do have the trustee ambassadors this year. So, along with the sort of organic networking experience that you'll get just wearing your new trustee ribbon because people are going to notice that and Figure, ask like where you're from and you know if you're from the same state, maybe you both have the same sort of issues going on in your state and the trusty ambassadors are basically there to help you navigate and to maybe help you figure out uh, how to get the best out of the conference uh, as well as um, just telling you the ropes of how the conference usually goes and what usually goes on.
1: How do we find the, the ambassadors at Conference?
0: So... They will be wearing trustee ambassador pins. They will be wearing uh, their ACCT Community College trustee t-shirts. And we have flags this year um, that I'm sure they will be waving to get the attention of people. Um, so they'll be at registration. They'll be in all the general sessions and, the, and even the reception. So you won't, you can't miss them.
2: And these are, uh, by and large, correct me if I'm wrong, India, uh, these are veteran trustees. They're veteran attendees of the Congress. A lot of them, probably most of them, have served on committees at least, um, if not on our board of directors. I think we have some um, former board members, maybe some current board members even.
0: I would say about half of them have been trustee ambassadors before uh, or have attended the Congress before. And the other half are uh, new trustee ambassadors who have come to the Congress and just want to help out because they like what they see and they like coming to our Congress and they want to uh, just get get more out of it. So, um, yeah, it's a mixture of a lot of people Um, Trustees. Some trustees, in particular, have been on their boards for decades um, and are just looking for a way to help out. So it's it's a really useful thing for us as staff and also um, just a good way to network if you're a trustee.
1: So, David, you asked basically what do new trustees need to know um, when they get to Congress or what do they need to be aware of. And one of the things that I just remember when you talk about our veteran trustees. On Wednesday, I know some people come in Tuesday or maybe even Monday, but Wednesday we do have a lot of things going on for our attendees before the opening. So one of the things, I think it's at three o'clock on Wednesday, we have a new trustee and first-time attendee session. And there's, I think, four or five veteran trustees who have been On our board, the ACCT board, and also on our committees, who they're going to be there kind of giving advice how to navigate the Congress as a first-time attendee and also as a new trustee. Um, So I think that is really beneficial, even to really anyone who's attending the conference, just because these people have attended several Congresses, and they're all a little bit different, but they all kind of have the same general flow. And I think once you know the flow of the meeting, you're able to navigate it a lot better. Um, also, there, we do have some pre-Congress academies going on on Wednesday. Um, some people may not be aware of it. Um, they are an additional cost, unfortunately, to our people, but they are worth it. They're half a day programs, um, anything from um, how to be an effective board chair, to policy guidelines for fiscal health and management, to advocacy, um, to our presidential search process. So all this information is on our website at congress.acct.org. But those, all of those academies are happening prior to the opening, mm-hmm. which is, I think, really a great way to get to know people because they are smaller, more, they're probably between 30 to 40 people, so it's a smaller, more intimate setting that you could get to know people who are um, at the conference. Um, so those are just some things I think the new trustees or new um, first-time attendees should know about prior to getting there. But the first thing they, that they really need to do is register. Mm-hmm. So they have to go to the registration counter. You can meet Anne-Marie, who's our amazing registration manager. She'll agree you with um, her bright smile um, or any of our other volunteers that we have there. But that's going to be on the fifth floor. They get That's where they get their ribbon, their badge, their – Bags, their registration package, everything. So that's the number one thing they do. And then the second thing they do is need to download our app um, because that'll help um, them navigate navigate and also design their own experience. Because within the app, you could create your own schedule. You could select what sessions you want to attend. You could um, learn more about the presenters. Um, There's going to be floor plans. There's going to be evaluations and our social wall, which will... Show photos from throughout the meeting. So, those are the two things register and download the app are the two, I think, most important things that everybody needs to do when they get to Congress. (laughs) Christina,
0: I'm going to ask you about the pre-Congress sessions. Are these more like educational sessions, like things you can bring back to your board, um, or is it more just of like an
1: orientation? there are definitely uh, educational sessions. So there's different presenters throughout the half a day that are going to cover different topics that are on the agenda for those sessions. So everybody will receive a packet of information or a binder of some sort um, with different things that they could take back to their college. So and it is interactive. Um, there's a there's different PowerPoint presentations and things like that. They're almost mini. Uh, governance leadership institutes, but they're more focused on specific topics. Understand
2: that we design the Congress to be personable uh, because we are. It's our institutional history. It's about people. Uh, and trustees are different, you know, than um, let's say, you know, a professional continuing education type of conference. This is more uh, focused on, networking on people, on learning from one another. marie has been with us for a long time. And at a lot of conventions, you know, we, we recently um, have gone to a couple together. They're automating everything. Uh, the registrations, you just go and scan something and it prints out and you stick it in your badge and move on. Well, we like to keep people around um, so that there's somebody to talk to. And so that, you know, when you come back next year, you're you're gonna get to know everybody, and it becomes a comfortable environment. And you know, another major major difference that between our conference and others is that we don't have the typical sort of um, exhibit hall with vendors uh, who are selling things. Um, <laughs> that's another trend. Uh, yeah, we don't do that. That's not what this is about. It's not about selling to people. Um, it's it's about you know, sharing information with people and encouraging trustees to share information with one another. Uh, With that in mind, Christina, what, you know, can you explain the difference kind of between the different types of sessions that are going on all at the same time and how how that programming works because we have things called concurrent sessions, which are one thing. We have the general sessions, which are kind of different. They're tailored, I would say, to inspire attendees. Um, And then we have business meetings interspersed with them and then different sorts of workshops and roundtables. And how do people figure out what to go to?
1: It's really difficult. I mean, (laughs) I I don't even know. I mean, I wish I could attend the sessions because there are so many great things going on. So it is really difficult to figure out what to attend, and I feel for people. Um, The best thing is to download the app early. So our program will be on the app probably three or four weeks ahead of New York. Um, Also, we will, in the program, we'll have all the sessions divided by track, which I think will be helpful. So there's, there's six tracks this year. So there's addressing workforce needs, assuring campus safety, combating poverty and promoting diversity, new pathways to student success, partnerships and collaborations, and strengthening governance. So all of every session will be identified by one of those tracks. I think depending on what your interests are, I mean the theme of this year's conference is partnerships and the building blocks to student success so there's a ton of partnership sessions which is fantastic um so it kind of depends on what you're looking for um so i would kind of just go through it see what the what colleges are represented i mean it's a lot of peer-to-peer education with these concurrent sessions so you're going to be hearing from other trustees presidents from other colleges throughout the country so It's not, you're not hearing from a lot of corporate partners or industry leaders. It's a lot of, like, case studies from um, other colleges, which I think is really great. In terms of the general sessions that we have, which the general sessions are our large ballroom style sessions, we have a lot of great keynote speakers this year. Um, One of the things that I'm most proud of that we're featuring this year are our students, so on, during the Saturday brunch, we're having a session um, about putting students first, meeting their needs now and in the future, and that's going to have at least three students on the panel. We're maybe working on getting a couple more, um, and we've never done that. We've never featured our students, which I don't know why we haven't, but it's exciting this year, um, and I think, um, so that's really, ex- really great. And then, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Could, we, uh, could we talk a little bit about the students too? I'm
2: kind of excited about it, not only because it's the first time we've featured students, but um, two of the three, I'm very familiar with their stories at this point. Uh, both both of them have contributed articles to our magazine, Trustee Quarterly. And um, the the first one that comes to mind, because she wrote an article that's in the newest issue that just came out. Um, her name is Alicia Moreno, mm-hmm. and she's really wonderful. And I, I want to mention um, these two people specifically because Alicia is a, a former student trustee. Well, no, I think she's still a former. Yeah, she's former now. Okay, she's former, yeah. recent former. Yes. She is um, a typical community college student, I would say, which makes her in uh, a lot of people's minds probably would make her an atypical student right she is um, she's a little older she's got four kids she's a retired US Army veteran um, and she is completing her studies at Alamo colleges in Texas and transferring to the University of Texas and um, it's just she she has a really interesting perspective about uh how she felt like when she first went to the college, she didn't fit in. She felt like she was too old. Um, you know, what? what is a mother? What is a, a retired military person doing starting out at college? It's too late. And then she looked around at her college and realized she actually was a typical student, and this is a new Version of a student, and I'm sure that she'll talk about those things. Um, And then Michael Aguilar, he's actually a, he just won a big award from Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't want to spoil his story too much, but when he was young, he was sort of on, uh, he feels like he was on the wrong path. He he ended up in um, some reformatory conditions. And he was worried for his future. And by the time he got to the community college, he wasn't really sure about where he was going to end up. And he got steered um, in a really interesting direction with the help of his college. And he's also doing, uh, spoiler alert, he's doing really well. And he'll be able to talk about that. So, um, you know, that's a lot of focus on one specific session. But. Uh, I, th- I think it's really
1: important. Yeah, I, mean, so. I think it's really important to highlight that, though, because it is something new. Um, some other sessions or s- other types of meetings that we have throughout the conference, um, we're having a new type of session called these th- the forums, the in-the-know forums. If you're listening to this, you're already familiar with our podcast, um, but these are going to be live recorded podcasts, not broadcasted, but they're going to be recorded live Um, at our conference. There's going to be four of them, and they're going to be covering a broad range of topics, which I think are going to be really exciting. Um, Things from food insecurity and homelessness to how boards support and nurture leadership, um, the free community college movement, and um, some top global tech executives discuss talent and Um, their relationship with the community colleges. So these are big, four large 90-minute sessions instead of the concurrent sessions, which are only 60 minutes. Um, So these are some spotlight sessions that um, should be pretty interesting. Another feature that I feel like doesn't get enough credit are our roundtable discussions that we have on Friday afternoon. Um, They're really interesting. There are these small group conversations, and I think people get a lot out of them because it is, it's not this big concurrent session with 75 to 100 people in it. There are small group discussions of 20, 25 people, and you're able to have this open dialogue on a certain topic, and those are taking place on Friday afternoon. And I think those get – for some reason, overlooked because it's Friday afternoon or whatnot, and there's other things going on. But I think those um, there's going to be about, I think, eight different roundtables. And some of the topics are really interesting. And these colleges submitted proposals specifically to do these types of discussions. So I think the discussions will be pretty in-depth. And um, I think, yeah, so I think those are
2: Good. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned to me, uh, I, I asked you, what, you know, is, is there any consistency uh, with the ratings? Because we evaluate our sessions. Um, what's the highest rated? And you, I think you said it was the roundtables, right? Even though they tend to be the most overlooked of the sessions. Mm-hmm. So that's an, that you know, that's an interesting little uh, paradox that maybe people should think about, you know, drop by those, engage in discussion. I think that's, uh, yeah, I don't know what people think as they're planning to come to these meetings, but it's really the engagement well, that's a people, payoff.
1: I think sometimes people um, sometimes are disappointed in some of the sessions because it is it could be a lot of talking at you sometimes depending on the type of presenter. So I think the roundtables are nice because it is this interactive discussion. And a lot of the concurrent sessions, people are starting to realize that they like people like listening to Q&A or going back and forth. Um, so I think the roundtables do get a higher marking sometimes because you get that kind of one-on-one dialogue with with everybody and it's similar to like our our governance institutes where it's a lot of just back and forth and I think that's really nice um, compared to a concurrent session where sometimes it's a PowerPoint presentation and not a lot of um, discussion which hopefully um, moving forward like presenters will kind of change up how they do their um, presentations but I think The audience really likes to be engaged Mm -hmm. when there's a session going on.
0: Another good
1: way to network at
0: this meeting also, you know, if you, first of all, the app is kind of a lifesaver. As a a staff person, I find the app so useful. I create my whole entire, entire schedule using this app, you know? I know, all right, do I wanna go to a governance session? I already went to one, okay, let me go to one of these round tables. Um, But the round tables, I think, um, yeah, they should get high marks because it's it's more one-on-one. You get to network with people you may not get to talk to in a concurrent session or in a big ballroom Mm -hmm. state. So, yeah, I'm excited actually about this. Well,
1: talking about networking, I feel like we didn't get to, we haven't, I know this is going a little long, but we haven't touched on that really at all, which is one of the primary like focuses and goals of this event is for our trustees and our attendees to network with one another. And there are several opportunities, but I mean, we really, it's, pretty much up to everybody to kind of reach out and touch someone mm-hmm. you know like I, we have the marketplace which is on wednesday <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well we that have yeah we have, really a, ton we have a ton of different we have a ton of different places uh, for networking we have the marketplace on wednesday which is basically it's going to be focused around our service acct services and also a lot of the cuny City University of New York, a lot of their community colleges are going to bring some displays and you'll be able to hear, their pro, hear about their programs. But this is also a time for people to mingle, get some refreshments and just like talk to each other, what brought them to the conference, because that's right before the opening. So this is right when people are getting into town. So that's where you can make your initial connections with people, which is great. And then throughout the meeting, there are state receptions where people can network with people within their state. We have our large welcome reception, which is open to everybody and you could bring your spouse if you wish and this one's actually kind of exciting this year because we're having it in a different type of venue it's going to be in the Broadway Lounge which has floor to ceiling windows overlooking Times Square so it's going to be a beautiful beautiful venue Um, just just picture I don't know it's just typical New York which is which is great
0: exactly
1: (laughs) Um, so there's there's all those different Uh, methods of networking with people. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so earlier, um, we're jumping around a lot, and it really is because there are so many components. (laughs) Don't feel bad. There are so many components of this event. It's kind of difficult. We, uh, you know, full disclosure, we struggled a little bit over how to organize this conversation. And so we decided to make it a little bit free flowing because uh, that's sort of how you figure out all of the things that are going on and how best to navigate. One example, which is what I was getting at, is, uh, Christina, you said this year, for the first time, or at least the first time in in our memory, uh, there will be a regional event prior to the opening session. And I think if you're there early enough, that's the place to start. Get there, start getting to know the people from your region.
1: Yeah, so this is really exciting. So back in the day, Back before my time, so this is 12, 15, 20 years ago, ACCT used to have regional meetings. So they had five regional meetings a year. Then we actually brought those regional meetings to Congress, so all the regions would meet separately. And then... Well, they still do. They still do, but that's a different type of meeting. Um, But... So then, that got dissolved for some reason, and now this is a way of us bringing it back. Bringing, it's going to be the around the regions membership forum. So this is taking place on Wednesday afternoon, a little bit after lunchtime, I think. Um, so this is all members are invited to attend, and it should be um, a pretty interesting meeting. And it's not going to be necessarily a session. I think this is just an opportunity for people to meet each other from their region network and also maybe discuss what's going on in their region, Um, what issues they're facing and things like that. So that I think is going to be I'm curious to see what the turnout is for that because I think it's I'm glad we're bringing it back. And I mean, I mean, we have the around the regions emails that we send out every week and I think that's been a good way to kind of see, like keep in touch of what is happening. But I mean, you never know until like you actually are talking to your people from right. your region. So it should be an interesting event. Yeah, I think, oh, go ahead, yeah, I was gonna
0: say, we did this survey about community college trustees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, this would be a good place for you to come to sort of, um, yes, talk about what's going on in your region, maybe air out your grievances or whatever (laughs) um but also you know there's a lot of stuff going on with community colleges and one of the main issues that a lot of people said that they were concerned with was funding so if you're in a region or in a state where the state is not funding you like it used to You should come and you should say that because there are probably other trustees from other states and other regions that are having the same exact problems as you. So this might be a good place to collectively come together and and talk out solutions and what you might do and maybe what other colleges are doing to sort of circumvent the money that's gone missing from the state. So I'm actually really curious about the... um, around the region's town hall also, and I, I will be massively tweeting from this <laughs> event because it's 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 regional, and I think that, you know, if you're in the southern region, northeast region, you all have different issues that you're dealing with, and, you know, some colleges may feel like, oh, national, you know, you don't know about what's going on locally, so come and tell us. Come and tell us, and this is a good opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, India, because, you um, funding 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 every survey that we do every focus group that we do with our uh, member communications and education committee our trustee advisory group funding is always the number one issue that people want to know about and um, you know i've 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 tried a few times to sort of drill down and, and sort of separate out what that means fundraising state funding community based funding uh you know federal level funding grants things like that and the answer is yes it's all of it. We need. We need it all of it. Um, we know that we have to figure things out, either in the present or in the near future, or an unknown, which is maybe even the scariest part. Um, and so, you know, thinking about biggest bang for your buck, I would say, if that's on the top of your mind, that that's sh- that's an icebreaker with any trustee or president who you encounter from any region. I. You know, we, ACCT, um, you know, through our communications, we definitely try to share models and we try to share ideas from uh, various colleges throughout the country. Uh, but we can't share everything all the time. You know, we um, I, I feel like we sometimes overwhelm members with our communications. Well, when you're there talking with people... Ask them what are you doing? What what are you confronting? Because that's where you're going to learn. And um, I tend to be a little bit of a devil's advocate a lot of the time. And I would say too, you know, it's great to look for people who are like you, meaning uh, people from within your region, people from similar um, sized institutions. It you know I think people learn a whole lot. You know, one of one of the values of this national conference is. If you're from a you know huge um, city-based institution with many campuses, it can be really interesting to talk to a small rural college mm-hmm. and find out how they do things because they might be, uh, you know, no offense, but they might be uh, thinking about how to maximize their resources in ways that maybe you're not. That could be you know, phenomenally transform certain programs or services or lead to further expansion, and vice versa. You know, if you're from a very small college, you can learn so much about the many different facets going on at different colleges. So don't just look for people who are like you in, in any kind of way, you know, diversify. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we value diversity, and we emphasize it because it's a strength. Mm-hmm. You know, we say it, and we mean it, and I think that you'll learn that from um, talking to people at these
0: conferences. Speaking of, I mean, it's like not really diversity. But just how many different sorts of people come to the conference. Christina mentioned it earlier. Uh, you've got trustees, presidents. You've got uh, corporate members and, and corporate people. Uh, but you've you've also got vice presidents, students. Bring your students. I mean... This is a different sort of meeting than NLS, but it was just so refreshing to see students and student trustees at that meeting and telling the story, you know, from the horse's mouth instead of, you know, having someone come and speak for you. You know, your student can speak for themselves. That's what this is all about, you know, serving the student. So, a great opportunity for that, too.
2: Yeah. So, And speaking of that, so um, this year, Christina, I think you should talk about this a little bit, but um, I'm kind of excited. We, we mentioned the student session that's going to be on Saturday. Uh, one of those students is a Phi Theta Kappa award winner, and we have partnered uh, with Phi Theta Kappa this year, and they will be presenting awards brand new awards created in partnership with ACCT for the first time at our conference. And these awards focus on vocational and technical education, which um, if you listen to our podcast, which you should, uh, with uh, Lynn Tinscher-Laudner, the president of Phi Theta Kappa, she was talking about this and how she realized that with all of the awards and all the recognitions that PTK gives out, uh, they didn't have one for you know, technical education. And she decided they've got to have one. And um, she came to us and we decided that we would do it together.
1: So. Uh, yeah, it's really exciting. So our partnership with PTK actually started last Congress. They started a trustee Hallmark Award, which they gave out during our regional awards luncheon on Friday in Las Vegas. So then we started talking to Lynn and basically, yeah, they're um, giving out, at least um there's 46 new century workforce pathway scholars this year so this is the the new century workforce pathway scholars the new scholarship that they're giving out and this scholarship is the first of its kind to support community college students who plan to enter the workforce upon completion of their degree or certificate on a national scale so right now they're giving it to 46 students I don't know how many of those students are going to be in attendance, but we're recognizing whoever shows up on the, during the Thursday membership lunch. So PTK is going to have a, um, part of the program. While people are eating and um, hanging out, they're going to be giving their, um, their scholarships away, which we're really excited about because we've never recognized students like we're recognizing them at this conference. We have the session, and then we have this. Um, they are going to give their um, trustee award out as well. Um, during the Friday regional lunch. Um, so we're really excited about this this partnership of Phi Theta Kappa, I think it's really exciting. Um, we're supposed to be, um, and it's um, the Coca-Cola Foundation is who is sponsoring this scholarship for them. So we're excited that, we hope that this is the start of an annual thing with Phi Theta Kappa. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. But yeah, it's very, very exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully
2: it will turn into an annual thing. Um, So speaking of Coca-Cola and corporate sponsors, they came up a little bit earlier. And I would just say, you know, think about the actual theme of this year's uh, Congress, which is Partnerships, building blocks to student success. We do have what we call a corporate council of members who are entirely uh, companies that are invested in community colleges. Meaning that uh, not only that they provide services and products for community colleges, but that they uh, care. That they care. You know we. Basically, screen them <laughs> and talk to them before uh, they become members of the council to make sure that they're really interested in advancing student success and improving outcomes. That is what their services do. So, as I said, we don't have a you know an exhibit hall with vendors who are selling things. We do have some sessions. With corporate council members, and they all understand fully that they're they're not there to sell. They're there to let you know that they've got services that can advance student success. Um, and that doesn't mean you got to buy the services from them. You can take an idea from them. You can um, just have a conversation with them. But. The, the focus is on problem solving because partnerships really are essential um, of all different kinds. And um, I think trustees know that, though, mm-hmm. partnering with local businesses, national businesses, uh, governmental entities, that, they, you know, that sometimes that's the only way to get work done. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, anyway, there's one more major facet of the Congress that we haven't really discussed. You're nodding. I'm wondering if it's the same thing. It is. Um, <laughs> It's the us part. Uh, So we have a lot of business going on during the Congress. Um, ACCT staff uh, and our board are present everywhere. We're there to be, uh, well, to, to run the show, hopefully seamlessly. Hopefully you won't notice when we're a little bit stressed out about things because there's a lot to pull off. But uh, we're there also to answer questions to help you get around, not just questions about this event, but questions about what this organization is for. What are we doing for you? Uh, what can we do for you especially? We need to hear that. So we have something called a marketplace. Then we have things called the regional caucuses and meetings the Senate meeting, um, and then other opportunities to engage with staff. So, uh, you guys, uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Indy, I know that you're really involved with our boards and our board and our multiple committees.
0: Uh, Yeah, so on Tuesday, we have uh, all of the committee meetings. um, So most of the people that are coming in on Tuesday Are coming in for the business meetings for the committee meetings and things like that um and that's basically where we get feedback from trustees because this is your organization and this is your meeting so this is your opportunity to say um to give your input and your feedback and and to provide governance to the organization um so the committee meetings are mostly about um you know we've got a public policy and advocacy committee and they help set legislation for us to go you know advocate for for them member communications you know this is basically you trustees telling us what we should be talking about you know what is important to trustees Um, and there are a few other committees and then the following day we have the board meeting, which is an open meeting. Uh, we encourage trustees to attend that meeting. You'll have an opportunity to address the board if you wish. Uh, but that's, that's Tuesday and Wednesday before Congress actually starts. So if you happen to um, come into New York a little bit early to enjoy the city, uh, stop by, say hi. Submit a comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're listening. Oh. You get to know board members. So,
2: so, something that's really, really, really important for people who may be interested in becoming, um, so you know, trustees. You're already on boards. So or on boards of your institutions. You have the opportunity to join our committees. You have the opportunity to get involved with our um, our board itself, and to do that, just like. For some of you at home, not for everybody, you have to run for office. So that's the place to get started. You know, I would say if, if it's on your mind, if you're interested in having a national leadership position at an organization like this, maybe getting some intel about what's going on you know, inside Washington and around the country that you could bring back home and also contribute your views from home to this national agenda, Uh, come to the board meeting and, you know, during breaks, after the board meeting, just start talking to board members. They will be all over the Congress as well, but it's a great opportunity to really get some face-to-face interaction.
0: Yeah, and then Thursday and Friday are the regional caucuses and the Senate meeting. Um, So the regional caucuses are where you go to vote. So when you register, you should also register as a voting delegate to vote. For the um, board members of the association, if you get up there and you happen to feel like, hey, I want to run for office, you know, I want representation in Kansas or in my region or, or whatever, you can run from the floor actually on uh, in the regional caucuses and on Friday morning in the Senate. Um, but you do you must register as a voting delegate and uh, be present Thursday and Friday for those meetings. And, well, one note, you need a letter
2: of support right. from your institution if you want to run from the floor. So just bear that
1: in mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. One of the things, so leading up to Congress, the staff, we always have these Congress meetings to prepare. And usually we go around, especially if we have some new staff members um, joining us who have never been to a Congress, and we're like, what do you think they should do or what do you think they should Um, Be aware of. And one of the things I usually, or I try to remember to tell people, I recommend every staff member to sit in on at least one Senate meeting. Well, there's only one Senate meeting at Congress. And regional caucuses. The regional caucuses are a little, for me at least, are a little tricky to attend. But I would also recommend every trustee within the organization to Attend our Senate meeting. It's really interesting. You hear, I mean, all the candidates give speeches. Um, there's voting. It could be a little dramatic sometimes. I mean, I find it really, I find it really fascinating to be honest. And I think it's important as a member of this organization. Which, if your college is a member, you are a member to be a part of what your association is doing. So it's important to attend the meetings. I think it's important to vote if you're the delegate from your college, which. The college or your board decides who is the voting delegate. Um, So ACCT doesn't decide that. Um, That's kind of decided within amongst your peers. But I really think those meetings are really important and interesting on a national level, which a lot of our trustees don't necessarily get to witness and competitive. I mean yes. the regional meetings are That's more predictable so but
0: the senate meeting is actually it, it, it can could, go for it a while yeah it can get intense Yeah, the director at large positions right. um,
2: at the the senate meeting so the caucus and um, part of the senate are the voting those are the elections For our board of directors, our regional director, um, they're elected in the caucuses. The directors at large are elected in the Senate, and diversity committee members are
0: elected um, during those two events. I would also mention that, um, again, this is your conference, and we have a membership luncheon where I believe, People are encouraged to bring their college t shirts for college yes. pride. For yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that is, you know, the spotlight for trustees. I had a circle
1: on my list because that was like the one thing we haven't discussed yet. College pride, well, wasn't the thing you were thinking of. <laughs> no, college pride day is on Thursday. So, we do, um, we're asking that everybody wear their college t shirts, their jerseys, their sweatshirts. It's going to be late October, so it might be a little chilly. Um, so anything that represents your college, your colors, um, we really, we just started doing this last year. Um, so we're hoping that more people kind of take advantage of this opportunity to really show off. I mean, especially if you're attending with your whole board. I mean, it you could see in our photos when a whole oh, yeah. board is sitting at one table and they're all wearing maybe not the same t-shirt, but the same colors. And it's really representative of who you are. Like be, be proud of where you, um, who you're representing, the students you represent. Um, so on Thursday, College Pride Day, check out our website. It has some photos from last year um, on there of people all dressed up. So it's really, it's it's a fun day. It's supposed to be fun. Usually the attire is more business casual or in some instances, especially people are running for office or running for a seat on our board, it's formal business. But for Thursday, you could slack off a little bit, wear a polo with your logo on it. Yeah, people people go, go all out. I for I, this. I, mean, I people, love it. It's I mean, so if you follow us on Facebook
0: do. or Twitter at CC Trustees, I mean, I mean we post this, and mm-hmm. you know, the whole board sometimes. Has their t shirt and they're representing. Well, their and college.
1: last year the staff all wore our ACCT t shirts, so we're trying to get it to catch on. I mean, you mentioned like when an entire board
2: is present and they're wearing their t shirts or whatever. That's something really exciting that makes the meeting really fun. And honestly, it's a reason to show up. um, If you're a trustee, president, whatever, anybody from a college, oh, it's so fun. When we have our awards, Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, the awards are very often moving. You get excited for the winners, but also you get excited to hear the excitement about the winners. Mm -hmm. When, you know.
1: Really. Yes.
2: If, yeah, it's, it's
1: the Oscars of uh, community college trusteeship. It is,
2: and so if you have nominees from your college, you know, send a lot of people to make some noise for that person because it's um, it's exciting. You know, it's competitive, mm-hmm. but it's it's all in good fun, and we're really excited also to highlight our awardees. Oh, another,
1: I mean, one other thing I always tell staff here regarding the Congress, which I think benefits all the attendees, is to have fun, meet people, talk to people. Um, Even though we're working super hard, even though nobody probably sees it because we're all behind the scenes running around like crazy, um, I try to stop and just talk and kind of recognize what is happening within these three days, three and a half days, four days that we're there. I mean, there's 1,500 people coming to New York City just for this event. That's exciting. So I hope everybody just takes the opportunity to kind of recognize what's actually taking place because it's having 1500 trustees and community college presidents in attendance in one place that's pretty epic yeah
2: well so this is going to be i think my 11th congress and my second one in new york and um i think so i'm i'm gonna ask everybody, you know, as we wrap this up to just talk about your favorite part of this event. Um, My favorite part is definitely interacting with members. As I said, yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's so true. So for the staff, selfishly anyway, um, you know, we spend most of the year in our offices getting the work done that we uh, really hope and count on, on, um, you know, being useful to you, being helpful, helping you figure out how to do the work that you do. But, you know, it's in an office space here in Washington, D.C., and to actually interact with members from all around the country. There are so many exciting benefits from that, from getting to talk to people from places that you've never been to, to um, primarily the commitment from um from everybody, you know, we we recognize that trustees are volunteers. They're doing this out of, you know, social responsibility, out of the goodness of their heart, their commitments to their colleges. And it's so exciting to
0: be able to interact with people. I, I also enjoy the whole putting faces to names thing. It mm-hmm. brings me great joy. But also it's educational for me in some parts because not only am I going to a place sometimes I've never been before. Um, I mean, I've been to New York, but I don't know New York community college issues. So, you know, just living and working in DC, we kind of get consumed with DC news and DC issues. So it's kind of refreshing to hear about things that are going on in other people's states that we, you know, might not have ever thought about or, you know, didn't think was an issue but when you hear people you know from different regions talking about hey this is actually what's going on in new york this is what we care about Uh, and just talking to people about those things um it's 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 a learning experience so i enjoy that the most and justin
2: Speaking of behind the scenes, Justin Baker is our multimedia specialist who's doing all the work while we're sitting around talking. Uh, <laughs> how many Congresses have you been to now? This will be my third, third what, Congress. What do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Don't, no, no, the one. <laughs> which, one, which one do you want? What I hate or what I love? I actually enjoy it because I feel like in an indirect way, it brings staff closer together, which is a nice thing because a lot of us are in our office, doing our own thing, sort of separate from everything, but Congress is the one time where everyone's sort of like, we all need to be at this place at this time to do this thing, even though it's not your job, it is your job, mm-hmm. because that's kind of how Congress works. So I do like the fact that it's, I mean, my, my end of things is AV, so I don't really interact a lot with anyone except technology, but um, I think... So when you see Justin, (laughs) say hi. Yeah. Overwhelm him. Yeah. Have him take a picture? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, can I say one last thing? No. Just a little plug for Congress. (laughs) Just in case, I mean, we've had, what, a thousand people listen to these podcasts so far, close Mm to... If you're not registered for Congress, and this has enticed you, you could still register. You could register even on-site. So you could go to congress.acct.org. Registration is still open. It will remain open. Um, And we're going to be, like David said, at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square, October 24th to the 27th. And it should be exciting.
0: Follow us on Twitter at cctrustees and also on Facebook with the same handle. Uh, this podcast you can find on our main website, ACCT.org. And also we, we're doing the LinkedIn thing now. So we got a page on LinkedIn. And I know a lot of you are on LinkedIn already. So we're doing stuff over there too.
2: And hey, we we want to know what you think about this stuff. This is our season closer podcast. Now, I hope that we adequately set this up to say this one was going to be a little bit different, right? (laughs) We're, we're trying to relay information about our conference, uh, to, you know, kind of help people get a different perspective maybe than, than what they go in with, um, and, you know, find some maybe hidden gems like those round tables and, and different, um, aspects of it. But, so this is the end of our season, our first season of our podcast. Let us know what you think of them, including this one. Um, but <laughs> but maybe the more um, sort of topical ones that we've done before. We want to know uh, what you think about everything, the format, the content, the... Um, what topics we haven't addressed yet that we really need to address. If you tell me funding, Mm -hmm. I want you to break it down a little bit and let me know specifically, like, what challenges um, is your college, are your college facing, um, is, are, what challenges... Are your college what's facing? You? I don't know. I'm better, yeah, what's going on? Well, what's going on? Yeah, funding wise and, and, you know, tell us the problem and maybe then we can find a person to help talk through solutions. That's what this format is good for. Uh, you know, take us in your car while you're walking your dog. That, this David, is a portable does it have format. to be
1: problems? Can a college call and say, hey, I have this really awesome program and I think... It can be scalable to other colleges. Can we talk? Maybe that, like, can colleges kind of um, pitch some ideas? Always. Co- okay. We
0: actually have a, a link on the website asking, you know, what do you want to hear? So you can go when you when you get to the podcast page, you'll see what do you want to hear, and you fill out that form in three seconds. And yeah, we'll definitely talk about all the great things that are going yeah, on right at right your college. Side. Yeah.
2: yeah. And listen, I mean, this isn't the only format. So if you have ideas for if you Yeah, Christina, thank you. If You know, if your college is doing really great things that you want to share programmatically, uh, policy wise, Get in touch with us. We will find the right way to share that. It can be in the magazine. It might be sessions at Congress. It might be a podcast. It might be all of those things. Um, So, you know, just interact with us, even when you're not there in person. We know not everybody can come to these conferences. We try to make, you know, make the best of everything that we're given from from you guys so that we can give back to the membership. So um, with that, any if there are no closing comments
0: one piece of advice you would give to somebody attending our congress
1: download the app <laughs> sorry i mean i don't mean that to sound like a plug but honestly it's it's we're going to have we're going to have a program available for everyone but the app is in the easiest way to i think for someone to design their own experience mm-hmm. i agree um for for in my opinion i think that's and you could do it ahead of time. I know people complain about how long the program is and how hard it can be to navigate the hard copy of the program. So the app, you could sort by track, you could sort by type of session, you could look for certain people if you're interested in hearing somebody specific speak. So there's different ways of searching. So definitely download the app. Information will be on our website for that in the coming weeks. Stay tuned. Um, but that's my my advice. I would
0: Um, Come prepared to to learn because um, bring a notepad, a a pen in every session you attend because you're going to hear something that you think is a great idea and that you're going to want to bring back to your board. So that's my piece of advice. Yeah,
2: Make sure, you know, besides shoes, I guess the advice I would give too is don't leave it in New York. Uh, you know, bring the lessons home. Make sure that you have some way, before you go there, just spend a little bit of time, maybe on the airplane, whatever, thinking about how do I get these this information back to my board because that's really what this is all about. And the app will help you organize that kind of thing. Um, so that's it. We're, we'll see you in New York. And if you can't make it... The, what's it called? The City That Never Sleeps?
1: Oh, there's a ton, of yeah, there's a ton of different names. <laughs> but but city of Lights? City of Lights? No, that's not one. <laughs> that's, Paris. Oh, that's Paris. Oh, that's Paris. Sorry. I think Paris oh, Never that. Sleeps, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> New York,
2: New York. October
1: 24th, October 24th to, the
2: to the 27th. See you there.